For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast to coast. The ones that bleed red and yellow. This is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. Alright, what's going on guys? I got Kyle Herrick with me today and we're going to be talking about the defense and what we saw Thursday night and I guess just let me let me ask you this. A lot of people are wanting to fire Bob Sutton after the last two games. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that's a little excessive and I, I would have to do the number one point being what you said in your article. Um, Who's next? I mean, who would you put in there? You're not going to get anybody that's worth anything right now, midseason. You know, if they don't have a job, there's kind of usually a reason why they don't have a job. But on the other hand, I understand where they're kind of coming from because our defense hasn't looked very good this last week. Um, you know, we gave up a lot of yards versus Steelers, and that was our forte last year, but we really hadn't seen that too much um this past you know in the in our wins we hadn't really given up anything and it was kind of i think we've maybe got on a different page and thinking that we were that kind of defensive you know switching back to the 90s but i i would say that's a little excessive i think he is not playing the way he should i think he needs to allow his secondary and linebackers really be in pass coverage so that you can bring four and sometimes maybe five. But other than that, I, you know, we just don't have all of the players I think we need, which is the big one, Eric Berry. And, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit of laziness by Peters too, because He's given up a lot more touchdowns, but I think it's also because he had to – he has to learn how to be that player that doesn't get targeted and still plays all the way through. Yeah, when I when I think about Bob Sutton defense, I you know, I put this in my article as well. I think that his defense revolves around guys like Barry, Houston, Peters, and even DJ. And when you don't have Barry on the field – uh, DJ's not playing like DJ. Um, and then you could even argue that Peters isn't playing, you know, as well as Peters usually does. You have to alter it. You have to make changes. And so I get where fans are coming from with that. And I agree with that part. Do I think that you should fire the coach whose defense has carried you the last few years until the offense could finally do something? No, I think that that's absolutely ridiculous. But, um, I think that, you know, I was one of the people that said that, you know, Barry isn't going to be a huge loss. Like, yes, he's a great player, but that position. And I feel like I'm starting to see the other side of that. And I, and I admit that I'm wrong on that because, you know, we're seeing all the missed tackles. Like, Barry was that perfect guy that, you know, didn't get credit because the running back already got 10 yards. But Barry would finish it from getting to a 20-yard gain. And so we're seeing all of these missed tackles. Uh, We're seeing blown coverages. You know, you don't have Barry back there. And, you know, it's just, it's a nightmare. And I I said in the article, you know, you can't blame Bob Sutton for everything. You know, Bob Sutton's not the one missing tackles. Bob Sutton's not the one, 
um, you know, causing penalties and stuff like that and not getting the job done. So, you know, yeah, part of that's on the coach, but he's not on the field. Right, right, right. And, but, and you know, getting to one of the points you just brought up about making adjustments, I that's one thing that we saw when we started 5-0 and mm-hmm. is that at halftime we would make adjustments and it looked really good. I am curious of where that has just gone. I don't know if maybe they only got five deep and what they possibly would do, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like real... those, especially the first five games, the Chiefs' defense always looked a lot better in the second half, and that's when we'd start making, you know, our our comeback. Usually, because usually it was either a really tight game or we were down. And we started looking a lot better in the second half. And, I mean, it's shown on both sides of the ball. Like, you look at the fourth quarter stats, um, you know, Chiefs are scoring like crazy in the fourth quarter. And that's partially because the defense is doing better. Yeah, and they're getting the ball quicker. And they're, they're, you know, we haven't caused as many turnovers as we did last year, but that's fine. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. We haven't been getting the offense the ball. Right. I think that's one of the biggest things is like when you play the bend, don't break defense and you're not getting those takeaways, it really kind of tears down the defense. And it, it, you know, basically, and that's another thing that Barry was good at was, you know, if he wasn't the guy picking it off, he was the guy tipping it for somebody else. And, you know, we've only had, I think, eight takeaways in seven games. And so we're sitting right in the middle of the pack, whereas last year we led the league with 33. So I think that the big plays we're not seeing as much. And I've even seen, you know, we've seen Peters basically over trying to get that big play instead of just making the tackle and doing his job. He's trying to rip it out and let the guy get another 15 yards. Yeah. And he really started doing that last year and kind of got away with it. I feel like they maybe have watched some film on it and watched us do that a lot and it's kind of coming back to bite us yeah i think that um and when everybody's freaking out because we've had two losses in a row and it's you know you're still five and two you know really the steelers are the only team that kind of bug me in the playoffs uh patriots have been up and down um you know the broncos they've just got whooped again so we're we're still two games up in the division. I'm I'm right. not I'm not understanding the panic. And you look at it, and for the rest of the season, it's it's the easier part of our season. You know, we've played most right. of the big games and big teams already. Whereas you know the Raiders and the Broncos still have. You know, I think I was looking at the Broncos like they have us this coming week, next week. And then they have the Eagles, and then they have, I think, the Patriots. You know, they still got all those and top then us teams again. that we've already beat. <laughs> yeah. So, mix, mixing in, you know, the lighter schedule, you know, you still have guys like Steven Nelson coming back. You still have Tom Bahali hopefully coming back. Who knows? He may never even play again. We'll just never find out from Reed till it happens. Um, right. But you, you also got your two interior linemen coming back. Another thing we still have no idea about is Parker Einger because he's been ready from, you know, everything we've read, but he just hasn't been in there. 
Um, but you have these guys coming back. And so I'm not, I'm not all that, you know, I don't understand the panic mode after two losses. I think it's, I, I mean, we've been so used to winning and we were so used to winning consistently and not losing two in a row. I mean, when's the last time we actually lost two in a row? I mean, it's back in 2015. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> We've been so, spoiled. Yeah, we. I mean, it's not very usual that Chiefs fans get to be spoiled, but sometimes we do, and I think we try and take advantage of it as much as possible. And I think it's a little troubling for some people to watch us lose in two different fashions, you know, eh, with a shootout and then with just not being able to score. Yeah, like... Like I said last time, you know, I, I blame the Steelers game on the offense. I don't care if Le'Veon Bell ran for 400 yards. If the defense kept them to 17 points, I'm okay with that. You know, it it's the fact that the offense couldn't even get, you know, 20 points on the board. Like, that's a huge problem for me. And, you know, this game was different. And I got a lot of crap from people because... You know, they, you know, oh, is this one on the defense? Yes, this one was on the defense. But it's not like the offense didn't. I feel like the offense kind of failed them in that last drive, though, because, you know. All you needed was three. Huh? Just, I said all you needed was three. Yeah, like. That's all you needed. You you just needed, you know, a first down, and you could have put the game away. Instead, we run, we pass to Kelsey, who runs. East to West, kind of a rookie mistake, instead right. of just going for the first down. And then Smith takes a sack, and we're punting it back with giving him two minutes. When you've watched this whole game, the defense hasn't been able to stop them. You would think that they'd be a little more aggressive to get that first down and run down that clock. But Well, I thought we'd be more aggressive on the defensive side when we came back, you know, especially – Making them unco- making Carr uncomfortable by blitzing him with four and five. I'm not saying you have to bring six. Right. But bringing four and bringing five every once in a while with the five, but bringing four consistently, that would have, I think, would have paid off a huge amount if we could have done that because you make Carr have to make decisions faster, which is usually when Carr screws up. And what what has sucked this year, it has been a consistency through all the games we've played, is that a lot of people are throwing jump balls against us, and they're just making really good plays. I mean, it's not like we're always in terrible position, but they float it up there, and their guy somehow brings it down. I mean, that just it happens that way, but... I, that's one thing that I noticed real bad with the Houston game. That's one thing I really right. noticed this game, this car just floating it. And I'm sitting there at home going, oh, that needs to be picked. Yep. And we're not – even when we have the chances to pick it, we're not taking advantage of it. And that's what kind of sucks. Yeah, and some of that, like, when it comes down to those deep balls, like, you know, I know that uh, Eric Murray had a, you know, pretty bad game. He had a couple good plays, but – um, you know, he's, he's being asked to cover Cook, who's seven or eight inches taller than he is. I mean, Cook is not small by any means. And, 
you know, this being practically his rookie year since he didn't he played very minimal last year in his new role as a safety, you know, I expect him to have a game like he just did. And, you know, the sitting here wanting, you know, saying he always needs help, it's one game. We've seen him do really well against the Eagles, really well against the Redskins. I, I don't understand it. And then last week, you know, he only had 13 snaps against the Steelers, which really confused me. So I feel like there's a little bit of inconsistency with him. Uh, I'm still seeing people uh, roast on Terrence Mitchell, which I think is just absolutely insane. I think that, honestly, I think people's eyes are tricking him because when I went back and watched it, there was a lot of plays where um, the guy that Gaines was supposed to be covering caught the ball, but Mitchell tackled him. And I think a lot of people are just seeing Mitchell pop up a lot and thinking that, you know, he, he must be having a bad game. But uh, the guy had 15 targets. So if you're getting targeted 15 times, you're going to give up some of those plays, especially with how the kind of physical play that he does, kind of like Peters. And you're going to give up some of those plays. And I think that since they're seeing it so much or more often than Peters, then he has to be garbage. Right. And so I think that, um, you know, this, the, this is the way I put it. Yes, Mitchell's given up some plays. He's also made some really good ones. And he's being targeted more than Peters by a mile. And so if you're going to get mad every time he does give up one, don't you have to be the same way with Peters, who does the same kind of play style, who does give up big plays, especially this sure. year? And, and – you know, if you want to talk about how Mitchell's been playing, also they have to understand that he's playing against a lot of the number ones. I mean, like we stated at the beginning of the year, that he's not going to see a lot of number twos because you don't play, you don't try and scheme your number one on a number one. Mm-hmm. You try and scheme them to where they're not going to be facing the best so that they can get open. I mean, that's just... It's not rocket science. You want your best players to have the ball, so you try and scheme the way they can get the ball. And they did a really good job of putting it on Terrence Mitchell. But like you just said, they continuously threw at him. And I think he did get a little bit of the blame for Philip Gaines's bad play. Yeah, I, 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 feel since, like, I feel like I see more s- often people complaining about Mitchell than I do even Gaines. And, you know, you can talk about Gaines all you want, but, you know, when you when you guys say that, he doesn't deserve a spot on this team. Who do you want to who do you want to take that role? Until right. you know do you do you want Kenneth Acker? DJ White? Cuz I guarantee Gaines is going to do better than those two. You know, it, it's it's a it's a game of okay, so if you get rid of this guy then what? Yeah, it's not like we have free season re- or free agency right now that we can really dip into that's going to have solid players in it. Exactly. And, um, you know, we were talking before uh, we started recording this, and Steven Nelson is actually eligible to play in this game against the Broncos because it's a Monday night game. The eight-week period ends on the 29th. He, can actually, he actually did start practicing today with the Chiefs, and he can play as of the 30th. So if it was a Sunday night game, then he would have been ineligible for this game. But since it's on a Monday night, 
we might get to see a little bit of Steven Nelson, and I think that they'll probably do a little bit of cycling him in. But that is something to look forward to. Yeah, and you you know, it's nice that it wasn't a knee injury or anything like that, and I understand that it's his abdomen that was, you know, hurt. But my thing is is that Philip Gaines has looked bad ever since he got his knee injury. He just hasn't been able to keep the same pace. Yeah, I think, well, and a lot of times, it, you know, he'll be right there. He just can't make a play. Um, But moving over to the pass rushing, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of people want to see Passino come in and get some snaps, and I'm really confused on that because – I don't know if you guys are watching the preseason that I watched, but, you know, he's very raw. He's not ready for that. And, um, you know, Houston and Ford haven't been able to get there, and I'm, I am a little concerned about it, you know, whenever they do rush. But are you who are you going to put him in, you know, separate? Like, are you going to take out Houston to put in Passino? Are you going to take out Ford to put in Passino? I mean, I could understand maybe if you think that he could be better in the run, but... You know, they've they've placed Zombo there a little bit. And then you have Tomba Hali probably coming back, hopefully. So honestly, I don't expect to see Passigno till next year. I think he's too raw. He's not better than the guys you have. So I'm really confused on what you know, I get the excitement of a new guy. But I don't see the reasoning to bring him in. Yeah, and, and I would definitely agree with that. He's just he looks powerful. He looks like he can throw some people around, but he, his technique-wise is not very good. Um, and he that's has one, one thing move, that, and that's bull rush. Right, and that's that's the thing where maybe Tomba is actually teaching him. Because, um, you know, you can see where Tomba taught Ford, and you can see where he taught Houston. You know, the little hand techniques. Tomba was, is amazing at that. Yeah, Tombo's probably the best hand fighter I've seen. And it's and it's just been real awesome to kind of see the progression. And I Ford isn't I don't know. It looks like Ford's actually getting a lot of double teams lately. Um uh, Houston is just not getting the same pressure. I feel like and every time I see surprising. Houston, I see him like bull rushing. I'm not seeing the moves anymore. I'm not seeing the spins or the going around, you know, the backside. Like, I'm not seeing that anymore. And I don't, like, it makes me wonder if he really is 100%. You know, it makes me wonder that, too. I know he had, what was it, a calf injury? Or was it a, it was either a calf or a hamstring earlier this season. Didn't miss any playing time, but he definitely missed practice, and I wonder if that's kind of got him scared a little bit. It it might. I think I think it was like a. I think Andy Reid said it was like a muscle spasm, like calf spasms or something. But yeah, we're we're not seeing. We're basically just seeing him bull rush, and I think that um, the only thing I can really think of to justify what Bob Sutton's doing, putting them into coverage more, is. When he does send those guys, they're not getting pressure. So he's thinking, well, if I'm not getting pressure with four or five, 
I'll just send three and that's extra guys in coverage and try and take it out that way. That's the only really thing I can uh, come up with. But, you know, I'm, I'm just as frustrated. But at the same time, you know, I'm not seeing Houston play like Houston either. Right. You know, and I don't think we need to be putting him in pass coverage anymore. Um, if we're going to do some, something like that, put Houston – or not Houston, but put Ford on it and get at it because I think Ford can actually stick with them. And... Yeah, I, I think that Houston's okay if it's like a, you know, a zone coverage that's not going – like he's not trailing a guy for 20 yards. Um, but what really confused me was it looked like he was playing containment on Carr. And of all quarterbacks, especially Carr, especially an injured Carr, why he would be playing containment, I have no idea. Against right. it, and we didn't see him get a whole lot of pressure against a backup right tackle. Right. And so I'm, that, and I'm, it is a little concerning for me, but definitely not enough to warrant Passino to come in. And I'm definitely wanting to get back to um Wilson playing linebacker because Raglan just doesn't seem ready yet doesn't seem he's on the he's not just at the same level as Wilson was playing he looks like he's on the same level that Wilson was last year mm-hmm. you know and that's and I get it you want to get him some playing time you want to you want him to learn but right now we're struggling to stop the pass, and Wilson can play the pass pretty well. Only problem is, is honestly, I really don't see him getting in there unless something with Raglan. Because the thing is, like they they think that Raglan is their guy, and we of course we haven't seen it yet, but they they think he's the guy. And you have a league in KPL who play special teams and cycle in, and when you're not playing that position you know, a majority of the downs, you know, Wilson not playing special teams, he's not going to be on the actives. And when you, especially when he's only like a first and second down guy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I like what I saw from Wilson in the preseason. I wanted to see him uh, play throughout the season. I thought he had a pretty good week one too, but I just don't see it happening. But that, that's just what I don't get is he is that guy that can play the run in the past. I mean, he had to last year, and his pass was never the problem last year. It was his run-stopping ability. And this mm-hmm. year, I thought he showed a real improvement at the run-stopping. Yeah, I did too. I just wonder if he's going to be the guy that goes whenever they bring Tomba back. Yeah. I really wonder about that. And it sucks because, you know, especially with what you've seen from him, you would like to think that they would be able to get something for him at least, but I have a feeling he's just going to get cut. Yeah, and we can't just do what we normally do and cut C.J. Spiller because he already got cut today. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Poor C.J. Spiller. Honestly, like, I really wish that there was a way that he could – be on this team. I feel like he could bring something to this team, especially because I feel like 
Hunt is looking a little banged up. Like I know, I know that the offensive line hasn't been, you know, as good as it was in the beginning when you had LDT and Morse who might be back this game. And I think that, I think we'll see the run game look a lot better that, you know, with that, even against Denver. But I think that, you know, I've seen Hunt kind of hobbling a little bit and, you know, just be slower after games. Like, you know, you just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm getting into that mode where I'm just waiting and I really want someone to compliment him. Yeah. And I think we're kind of missing that with, you know, Shark Hendrick West being injured. We did play him a lot more um, the last couple games before he got the concussion, which was a gnarly hit. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's he's shown me a little bit this year. Wasn't showing me too much in preseason, but came to play when it comes to regular season, and I like that. Uh, I would agree that he – that. Kareem Hunt is looking a little slow, but I would also think it's because he's getting a lot more work and things like that, and they've really come to stop the run now, especially when he's in. They've really stepped that up, Um, and I think that may be why they're not giving him as many carries either. Yeah, and and like I said, I think that – I think with Morse and LDT coming back, I think that we'll see the run game do a lot better. You have Morse, who's extremely more mobile than Fulton. Um, in fact, he's usually your guy that you kind of swing outside. And then LDT is just light years above um, Irving at this point. So I here's, think that's what I would be, improve, but Here's what I would be interested in. So... If Mitch Morris and LDT come back this week, do you move Fulton to left tackle or left guard and pull God Witzman? Yeah, Witzman. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. I, I'm still right now. I can't. I don't want to pull Fulton because he's still actually been one of our best linemen. Right, and you know, he's had a couple Witchman bad snaps had, that have cost us, but... Yeah, but it's not his forte. It's the reason why he was playing guard, and that's the reason why Morris was playing center. Mm-hmm. And, that man, the left guard has been a weak spot for us this, since they've gotten hurt. I mean, yeah, it has which, just been tough. Which makes me so confused on why Parker Anger's not even getting rotated in. I, I wonder if they're still a little scared about him they don't just don't want to i mean i think they think we're playing well enough um which i think is why they don't want to bring him in but i'm with you at this at at a point do you try him i feel like you got to right and you know the kid at right guard hasn't been too bad um i think that's the former first rounder we got from cleveland yeah irving yeah he's He's been all right. Definitely yeah, I, not I on feel the like... same level. He's definitely just not on the same level as LDT. I mean, I, I, I think like we got so lucky with page. him. Well, we got so lucky with LDT. I mean, the right. dude just learns learns plays like it's going out of style because 
he is that smart. And he happened to get a lot bigger and a lot stronger the last couple of years. And it's really showing. Yeah. One more thing before we go. What do, what are your projections with uh, Demarcus Robinson going forward? I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna see a lot more targets. He was looking good this past week. He had some good catches. Was getting open. Was making good blocks. Uh, I was really happy to see it. You know, I would like to see Wilson. They'd switch Wilson and Hill every once in a while, inside and outside. Um, just because I feel like it would allow Hill to get open more. Um, plus, it might bring a little more one-on-one coverage uh, with Robinson. Right, yeah. I, I thought Wilson, or not Wilson, but uh, I thought Robinson did really well uh, against the Steelers. He just wasn't getting the targets or the looks. Um, when I went back and watched, he was getting off his man real quick. And, you know, he's, I he had a really good game against you know, the Raiders last week. And, of course, you know, the Raiders don't have a very good secondary, but, you know, that's why I want to see what he can do against Denver because I really like the kid. I think that he's shown a lot and he's taking um, advantage of getting this opportunity. Uh, He was slow in camp and preseason, but came out on fire in the last two games. And then we've seen in these two games that since Conley's been gone and he's looked really well. So I am – more than happy to see someone else get some some catches in there, but I would definitely like to see Kelsey be more of the game plan this coming week. Right. Um, I know he had the touchdown catch, but it is, it is like you said, he hasn't been there. It's like he doesn't exist, and it's weird well, that he's, Kelsey he's hasn't He's still been getting there. bracketed, but, you know – Kelsey's arguably your top target, and I don't feel like he's being game-planned around. Yeah, I don't think so either. I I don't know what's up with him. It's like he's playing in quicksand almost. Yeah, I don't know, but but that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Another Screenplay Chiefs podcast over on Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at StephanNFL. You can also go over to Facebook at Another Screenplay. And make sure to check out all my articles over on Arrowhead Addict. Let me know what you guys want to hear from here on out, and I will see you guys next time.